Well, uh, we're back. We, we intentionally took like a month off. Um, wild parties. These <laughs> wild party weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were up to, you know. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you were maybe up to parties. I uh, became worse. I became worse. Oh, so, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Who's in charge around here? Mm. Now, why is it so wet? Yeah. <laughs> um I I don't even know the this month has been I don't it's like a blur. I don't know what's happening. It, the truly. air conditioning's broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're hot. you're doing the podcast from an extremely hot location. Um yeah. I'm frustrated because I'm trying to do computer maintenance and things are weird. Uh that's fun. Everything's um, a little bit screwy I, lately. I feel like I just yeah. um, it is meltdown May. Um, that's and we're true. seeing that. So yeah, there's uh, plenty to talk about. You know, it's been melting down as the economy and and crypto specifically. Um, as I keep saying, I I think I may have caused this because what happened was um, I saw a tweet that said that you could actually use multiple slurp juices on a single ape. Yeah, um, knowledge. So I thought, well, I'll try it, uh, <laughs> and then I did it, yeah. and then, uh, and then crypto crashed. So I that you know, my bad, folks. Um, I think that one's on me. Um, the you know the depegging of Luna or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> depegging. Hey, hey, this is a family show. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look over now. Let's be honest. <laughs> wow. It's right down to an inch. <laughs> I know we might be spending too much time talking about this. Oh boy! Little look. hints that I'd like to go in for a swim. <laughs> we have to make up for like the month of not using the soundboard. So, yeah, yeah, we're sorry. This is going to be the worst episode we've ever done, but um, we're here at least. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, slurp juices. The apes thing. The NFTs. It's just uh, you know you hate to see it. Yeah. Really sad. Inshallah, there'll be there'll be more apes. Perhaps we can move to a different kind of animal. Yeah, perhaps um, we could. Uh, yeah, different kinds of juices. Um, you different know, kinds of juices. Slurp yeah, I just juices. Don't want slurp juice. Well, you know, the juices is, the, yeah. is what you said. Slurp, squirt, slurp, squirt juice. Slurp juices. Squirt um, juice. Apparently, it's like a modifier. Is my understanding to your to your existing ape that lets you mint it's, another it's like ape. A, a function key now it's i a... i just want to say that you know none of these words are in the bible the idea that you can mint an <laughs> ape is satanic i think so yeah, yeah. i um, think the thing i've mostly been up to right now is just um <clears throat> like avoiding all of this like sort yeah, of right. looking askance at it all happening and going Huh, you sort of yeah, see nope. you, you see the tweets rolling in, you hear like the and you're just like, Haha, not today. No, <laughs> it's not happening. I've been so like disconnected, but still yeah. on the periphery. So I've seen all this stuff, but I haven't really like gotten involved. It's just like not my fight. Like I, I, I just a master at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't That's have you. the bandwidth. I'm just like sitting there. E, e, e. But basically, I think the vibe is that I'm become. Uh, I just saw this tweet yeah. the other day um, for a, <laughs> from a Wikipedia article, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's how I feel right now." Yeah, so, I saw so, this, and I was like, "This is Aaron." 
Here's here's me, king of the dudes. It's the king of the uh, dudes. It's a it's a large gentleman in yeah. um a, a, a rather hat. a top hat, a very tall top hat, and like an enormous coat. Like <laughs> yeah. The sleeves like, of this coat look like they are about two feet across. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the coat is plaid, and it has giant buttons. The buttons are saucer-sized? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on here. He's got a walking cane. He's got tights or skinny jeans tights, on or something. yeah, something like that. It's like this a 19th century gentleman. <laughs> yeah, so... King of the dudes. That's how I'm trying to be, is all I'm saying. Walking around You can now saying, refer to me... Yeah, you will in a see Petersonian sense, you can refer to me as King of the Dudes. Okay, well, um, <laughs> strolling about Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you know what? It's me. It's I'm walking into the gas station to purchase some snacks. Well, what you it's, do is it's... you sort of you sort of you flip a shilling to a homeless person. You say, "You shall see that I am kind." <laughs> you, you shall see that I am kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the gas station, gas station. Yes. Gas station comestibles corner. It's time. Mm -hmm. It's time for it. We need a sound sound. Do we have a, a one moment? Let me let me um let me hang on. You you have car stuff. No. When you think about it, convenience stores are the real gridiron. You know? <laughs> I've been saying this. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of good songs um i the first thing i tried it's been a few weeks so there's buckle up buttercup yeah it's the, oh i'm, I'm buckled up i'm strapped etc you're strapped and yeah. and buckled up the first thing i'd like to draw your attention to is what i got have, have you heard of rap snacks no i haven't but you linked their website and i'm now just looking through it um and yeah, there's, they're, there's they're, a lot they're, going on here hip-hop treats mm -hmm. um they're like different rappers uh have their own branded snacks and right this if one you don't want to buy arnold palmer because why would you you can buy some yeah. of their sweet tea lemonade from from rap snacks ooey right. lemonade yeah this is sort of a i mean i get the vibe it's like a black capitalism thing so mm -hmm. it's like okay um and but the 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 snack i tried was i was just so attracted to this it was little yachty's hot cheese fries mm. um now i once saw an interview with little yachty where he said that like the only thing he eats is like cheetos or something like uh -huh. and he was talking about how he doesn't like spicy food so i was like wait how's little yachty selling me hot cheese fries he doesn't like spicy food mm-hmm what are what'll these be like? So I bought them and they were spicy. They but they were like a like a not a strong spice, like sort of a paprika kind of, but like a little right. stronger. But they were they were super tasty. I have to say it huh. was um I would buy this again, to be quite honest. Like yeah. not not as a gag. It was it was good. It's described as fiery, savory goodness. So interesting. Interesting. Well, the th sometimes yeah. you get surprised by the the novelty snack item. Yeah, I I hope they don't disappear. I, it's actually kind of hard to find them, so I don't know. Mm. I'm not gonna buy like a, a six case. pack for thirty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> right. Um. The other thing I got was there's this company 
out here somewhere in Southern California, Sato's Snacks. You know these like gas station repackaging companies? Do you have this where you live? I where, yeah, like, to some extent. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They'll be like repackaged bulk snacks oh yeah mm-hmm. you know right. and so this company like does the, that the bags but, of uh your circus peanuts and whatnot right yeah they're in like that really weird cellophane plastic mm. right stuff with the paper tag on the top yeah yeah Candy yeah buttons, so this etc <laughs> these people do that but they basically take like normal snacks and then they just cover them in chamoy and chili powder and stuff and then put huh. them in these bags which um seems illegal but uh i got I guess it's some not. <laughs> the ones i got were uh chamoy watermelon gummy rings mm-hmm. and uh they were delicious i have to say but that was like the messiest thing because you've got a gummy ring sitting in chamoy which is like acidic and spicy mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. slowly dissolving and it starts to become that texture, you know, like a uh, really old rubber when it starts to like degrade. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of like melting off of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sort of what it started to become. Um, so it was kind of hard to eat, but it was still delicious. Um, the other thing I found were these, they're called gingins. Have you, have you seen these? Apparently. No, I haven't, but. It's the world's most popular ginger candy. Super strength ginger candy. And they're these little tiny guys. They come in like in individual little packets and they, they're like these little turds mm-hmm. and they're sort of the consistency of like a, like a toffee kind of a thing where like, if you keep it in your mouth for a few seconds, it starts to warm up and it like becomes chewy, like, mm-hmm. like caramel or something like that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you're not kidding it's about them like, looking like turds. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like little turds, huh? Yeah. They look like little piles of dookie. <laughs> yeah, little dookies. Just have little prepackaged dookies in my pocket. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, does my dog, th- I wonder what he thinks about what, how I feel about poop. Because yeah. he probably thinks I really enjoy picking up his poops when we're out going for a walk. <laughs> like, he thinks, like, man, this guy's really into this shit. He's, like, taking it home? What a weirdo. Look at this. <laughs> Anyhow. That's neither here nor there. Gingins. Right. They're pretty good, though. Um, They apparently are good for ups- upset tummies. Right, It's, like, yeah. got actual ginger in it. I and would like, recommend uh, these. Uh, uh, like, uh, motion sickness and whatnot. Yeah, and- yeah. I guess my brother had them, because... Cause they, he was on a whale watching boat and they, they had them there. This is, um, th- uh, this website though, this is the, the, this is gingerpeople.com and it's not yeah. a bunch of red haired folks. It's um, quite literally. Yeah. It's just a bunch of ginger stuff. And I'm, I'm, is, is, but the mascot's a literal ginger man, not yeah. gingerbread man. It is a man <laughs> that not is a, not a red haired man. It's uh, an uh, anthropomorphized ginger, ginger root. Uh, root. <laughs> now they so, have ginger juices. Maybe we could apply those to the board apes and see what happens. You know, that's another kind of juice. They got turmeric juice too. Yeah, Fiji ginger you know, juice. They, they have that's, one that's called that's called ginger soother. Hmm. Some of these pictures are alarming because it's like implying <laughs> very much that uh, like you, you see the ones ginger rescue 
uh-huh, where it's the yeah. ginger man and he's a fireman right. and he's squirting water. It makes you feel like uh, this is for bathroom times or something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but in the weirdest way possible. Mm. This is very confusing to me. Gingin. Then- uh, they have ginger chews. They have uh, super strength, double strength, spicy apple, peanut. Boy, they got all kinds of uh, Yeah. The ones I got here. are the super strength ones. Well, uh, yeah. Nat- natural mold. I'm going to eat one course. right now. All right. Can you hear that? Uh, yes. Fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> um, people will probably love this. Uh-huh. Um, now I realize you got to like, you got to chew it a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is really disgraceful. I ought, to, I ought to be doing this in a kingly manner. <laughs> Off mic. Okay. Um, wait, no, I've, wait, I've got something. Um, what's that rap song that goes sucking on ginger juice? <laughs> yeah gin and juice but ginger juice yeah <laughs> that, that could be a rap snack that could be yeah or that could be part of their like advertising campaign for the ginger juice you know <laughs> yeah yeah anyway um that one's free I, the next one costs though the last one i have here hear that rapper oh yeah absolutely these are now i found these in a gas station, and it's all in Japanese. So I was like, I don't know what flavor Kit Kats these are, but they look like they're wheat flavor. <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you look at the yeah, package, no, you, you sent these to me, and I was like, what in the world? Yeah, <laughs> it's like cracker, or I guess it's graham cracker. Yeah, it's but it looks like uh, a digestive biscuit or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? it yeah. doesn't. It does. It doesn't look like. I don't know it, uh, so I'm interested to see what it's gonna taste like. So let me, let me open this. I haven't tried these yet. I've been waiting for so many weeks because I wanted to do this live on air. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, what does that taste like? It's right. You know what it tastes like? Mm. You know those um those wafer cookies? Yes, I do. That are just it like the layers like of wafer with like cream right. icing in between. Uh-huh. It tastes like if you had one of those, but the flavor was they just didn't add any <laughs> flavor. <laughs> so it's, it's like a plain Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a a plain Kit Kat. Now, I'm just looking on uh, OMG Japan's website, and they have a milk tea flavor Kit Kat. That sounds like that my sounds, jam. That sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what what different kind of Kit Kats do they got on here? Why don't we I'm get the good Kit Kats? So I guess because I guess because I think Nestle doesn't make the Kit Kats here in the U.S. Yeah, it's like a I think Hershey company, does, yeah. and Hershey's Hershey's is only concerned with extracting. Uh, the maximum amount of money for the least amount of flavor, it seems. Isn't it? Isn't it something too where Kit Kat has like a linguist linguistic? Yes, meaning in Japan, in Japan, Kit Kat is is close to how it sounds to say like "good luck" or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Tokyo so you, so you rum sort of, raisin. It, it's become a thing to like give them to like uh, school children before an exam or whatever. So they have a sake collection. Mm-hmm. 
You can get different sake flavor Kit Kats. This is incredible. Hershey's Kit Kats. Gross. Her- we- Hershey should be destroyed because they own like the the a lot of the the brands that are like Nestle brands or whatever not in the US. Um and mm-hmm. we should we should return them those brands to, you know. Return yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like the only good um, product I think that Hershey makes is is Reese's peanut butter cups. Ooh, those are so good. Yeah. I think that's what all their money goes to, you know? I like the cookies like who, and cream bar, but it, it it's you can only have like one a year. Otherwise you'll die. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much sugar. Right. <laughs> well, and then they've got like the payday bar, which is just like caramel with peanuts and i'm just like what is this is a mistake this is like a manufacturing error is what this i is. like i like that one because it's austere there's something it about is very, austere it, it's, it's a candy. depression era yeah <laughs> all, like all depression i got was candy. the sugar and the peanuts so i just did what i could it's a vibe to me and i don't know why oh, i no. like it. i think it's oh, no. like a oh oh no oh no oh, what um so I enjoy the uh, Skinny Pop brand of popcorn. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been owned by Hershey's since 2017. <gasps> Uh-oh. I'm going to have to switch brands. This is this is deeply upsetting. What is wrong <sighs> with you people? Yeah. Huh? Terrible. Is nothing sacred? You know what's funny is when Hershey's comes out with like the Halloween candy assortments and they try to force like crackles in milk duds on <laughs> America's poor unsuspecting children. Wait, like, wait, wait. I look, what's wrong with milk duds? See, the austere candies. <laughs> I, I get, I'm just who's, realizing who's, something Who's about like, me. oh, hell yeah, a Mr. Like Good a, Bar. I think it's like an epigenetic memory <laughs> of like... From my ancestors living in poverty, that they're like, well, I don't know, Chico sticks are pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you're what is it? You, Peanut you butter and been, coconut. What you would have been in the infantry in World World War Two <laughs> and gotten a D ration of like the yeah. worst candy Hershey's produced, and you'd be like, I don't know, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, it takes me back home. Yeah. I like it. Doesn't melt. That's nice. <laughs> I, I love these uh, tropical bars. You know know how we were talking about different juices? I have some news on the juice front. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) that's always, that's a concerning way to start something off. Uh I have some news on the juice front. Yeah. I'm juicing. Hello, everybody. I'm Huell Hauser. Put in your earplugs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm juicing. I got, I, I got a Nutribullet RX. Uh Uh-huh. What's the RX and for? Did you is like is it pre- you had to have it prescribed? I have to have it prescribed. Yeah, yeah. but it is. Uh, I think ca- everything's better if you this. can get the prescription version. Like if you can get the prescription version of shoes, that's good. Right, and I mean, um, yeah. this is the one Nutribullet that you can buy with your HSA. So, <laughs> what it is is it's like. So I've always liked the idea of juicing because uh, drinking something quick in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice to me, and I like fruit and stuff. But and I like getting the idea of getting more like vitamins and fiber and things. But juicing basically is just concentrating the sugar of everything. And I always have thought like that probably wouldn't be good for me because I'm like genetically 
predisposed to to turn every carb into fat. So right, don't really yeah. need to be doing that. This is the thing: is you know, people you know uh, are down on you for this, but I think it's actually remarkably efficient of you. You're very good at the food <laughs> storage, um, the yeah. energy storage. So yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. is peak. Per- this is what peak performance looks like. Yeah, to be quite honest, <laughs> uh, you may not like so it. I- so I, I realized, I learned somewhere along the way that, like, there's a lot of people who use a Nutribullet because you can literally just throw in a whole orange or a whole, like, fruit, mm-hmm. and it will blend it so powerfully that it turns into juice. Interesting. So, like, yeah. It well, basically... I see here, yeah, they've got, um in their promotional images, they've got a, uh, uh like, the entire thing is just filled up with like raw broccoli, cucumber, carrots, beans. That it's a bit weird, yeah. but yeah, it's just sort of in there, you know. Yeah, it it just it just like and then there's blends. a lady who is like about a... to blend up like peppers, uh, beans, and tomatoes, and she's putting what looks like olive oil into it. That's also a little okay. Odd. I guess she's making a okay. sauce. Okay, so the thing about this is that it blends so hard that there is a soup mode. And ah, hmm. the soup mode literally warms up. Right. Oh. what? Because huh. it's spinning so hot. Heated yeah. blending, it says. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you can basically make a soup <laughs> like in like five minutes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, so it makes like juice consistency stuff. It doesn't make like chunky or like thick smoothies, really, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I prefer. Actually, it's a lot easier to drink and I've been enjoying it and uh, I felt pretty good from it. You know, like I uh, feel like a little bit more vim and vigor. And now have you have you gone soup mode? <clears throat> oh, I yes, I did try it out. I didn't mm-hmm. make that much of it, but yes, it does. It it made soup. I've done. I've gone soup soup yeah. modes slash sicko mode. What's cool is they have these like the containers too. Like turn into a cup. Like they have a handle right. on it. Yeah, or they turn into a pitcher. Like they have a, another lid you screw on. It's like a pitcher lid. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Like. Reviews are sort of off and on, like, and I was doing all, you know, you know how we are. I was right. watching all of the videos. I was reading all the, reading all the books, reading all the manuals, like, and it was hit or miss. And a lot of people were complaining, but I've been nothing but happy with this. We'll see. Maybe it doesn't last that long, but, um, it does like to, to, um, to, um, perambulate around the counter oh yeah <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's how powerful it is yeah <laughs> it's too powerful it starts to walk around you should you should like problem. strap it down that would be a good look <laughs> i think yeah get like one of those straps you use on a bookshelf like one of those brackets and then strap it to that um yeah it's pretty cool so i don't know i just wanted people to know i just the thing that you can just throw like a couple oranges in there and now you have like and it tastes delicious like it all works out like it doesn't taste bitter or anything with the orange peel. It tastes like hmm. more orange juice than orange juice, if that makes sense. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, just recommend. That's what we've been. That's <laughs> that's what we've been up to. Oh, I haven't. Asked, how's your woodworking? Uh, I haven't done a whole lot in a bit. Yeah, you know, but I have plans. It comes in seasons. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes you gotta let the wood grow. You know, just let it do do its thing. E- sure. 
Yeah. Mm hmm. That's definitely what's <laughs> happening. Um, do you recall that we talked about uh, neo fascist uh, uh, um, Nick Fuentes when he was accused of not being an incel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, he's now uh, doubled down uh, because apparently one of his, like, um, one of his cronies got himself a girlfriend. Um, and this is, you uh -oh. know, bad. Um, so, um, now he's he said um on his program um he said that um actually um you know people were calling him gay because he'd never had a girlfriend but he said i think if anything it makes me less gay um and because that's because basically he said that people on twitter um lots of gay men were making fun of him on Twitter saying, oh, I've had more women than he has. So by extension, he's actually more heterosexual um, by never <laughs> having had a woman. Um, so that's true. I mean, I'm like the most heterosexual person uh, on in any friend group, really. And right. It's because, you know, he said, uh, I've never known really the love of honest, a woman. If we're really being honest, never having a girlfriend, never having sex with a woman really makes you more <laughs> heterosexual because honestly, dating women is gay. Uh, and if you want to know the truth, the only really straight heterosexual position is to be an asexual incel, um, which is, is yeah, he, is remarkable. Is he saying this stuff like trying to be ironic about it or? That's the thing is it's impossible to vibe? know. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to know for sure. But there is, I mean, the whole, like, movement that he's the head of the America First, like, Groiper movement, is big mm. on being an incel or whatever. So, anything to make that feel like it's the correct choice, I guess? Like, when I was young, people like this just got into Weezer. Exactly, and, <laughs> yeah. Now they're getting into they were... complicated theories about race and skull sizes. <laughs> yeah, like, they used to put this energy into, like, Weezer message boards and, like, trying to suss out the, the meaning of Across the Sea and right. arguing about whether Rivers was a, was a, a pervert and a, and a pedophile or not, you know, like that. Which I that's where yeah, all that energy which he is. I think we've established which, that which pretty pretty soundly at this point. Pretty, so, pretty soundly yeah. that he's a weirdo. <laughs> many such cases, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I we don't know. Uh, please don't sue us. Um, we don't. Yeah. This is this is a this is not uh, this is all or, fun, or fun stock game. purchase or financial <laughs> advice. So yeah, Nick Fuentes just doesn't look cool enough to have that much sway in the world that's what's so frustrating yeah it's, it's not it's odd well i guess the thing now is because he sort of turned on this uh crony of his who was like his treasurer or something uh now they're like <laughs> spilling details and they're claiming that you know actually his viewership is way lower than uh, it appears because he uses like bots or whatever so i think um, that's what a lot of these people are like it seems likely you know i don't know but then maybe it's a little hopeful true. to think like that mm, there are yeah. less followers than there actually it's, are. It's hard to to forget that how many like idiot like like emotionally stunted uh friendless males there are in the world. Yeah. With mm. access to to the internet. And we'll get into That's that. True. And we'll get into that. So <laughs> 
You got some housing takes. I'm really excited about this. We have some housing takes. Um, this is sort of a subgenre for sure, man. But um, first, we've got um, th- this is a tweet that's quote tweeting. I'll tweet the ori- or I'll, I'll say the original tweet, which is um, a sizable part of housing costs going up is that men can't clean their own gutters or pave their own driveways. Forget building decks or repairing a toilet. All the things you grew up assuming adult men could do, they can't. And there are fewer and fewer men who can. Um, so yeah, housing costs are expensive because men can't DIY. I just want to say that I don't know of any man who has paved their own driveway. You usually need specialized equipment for that. I don't know Um, anybody's doing that. (laughs) But, but like cleaning your gutters isn't that hard. You just need a ladder and, you know, a bit of confidence, I guess. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know if that's, that's really like younger guys i think that's like a boomer thing is like yeah buying you know thinking you can buy the track towels and everything's taken care of for you and right then they'd never clean anything or do any like boomer the hallmark of the boomer generation is like wait wait maintenance yeah now wait a minute (laughs) now wait a minute um I i need to speak to the manager this thing is not working anymore like Right. And what the person quote tweeting this, Michael Sweeney says, is this doesn't make sense on a couple levels, but the underlying premise is the opposite of truth. The existence of the Internet and YouTube has made doing easy DIY projects far more accessible than in any previous era, which is true. You don't even need to buy the VHS tapes of home time anymore. You can just go on TikTok (laughs) and see someone like epoxying cardboard to their mailbox or something, you know? Yeah. Like DIY yeah, I, is everywhere it, in a bad way. I would argue like it's <laughs> I keep seeing extremely stupid DIY stuff on TikTok. I can't escape it. Yeah. Um, whenever I see stuff like this, I also think it's like a really funny inadvertent um, telling on themselves of the kind of people that they pursue romantically. Like, right. Uh, no, uh, babe. My, that's just my you. experience uh, is generalizable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Maybe uh, you should have some self-reflection about why you keep being drawn to useless fuckboys. Maybe that is what you should be looking at. <laughs> like, no shame if that's your vibe. That's your vibe. And you know what I mean? If that's what you like and that's what you're into. But, like, you don't get to go and complain about it and generalize that all men are like that. Like, right. I, I don't. Especially, especially because of the gross patriarchal gendered nature of this, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it because it's like, oh, men men are worthless if they can't. Well, yeah, it's also like, why why like, can't you do your house? Why can't you do? It? Why do you need yeah. a man to do it? You know, <laughs> what gives? Like, <laughs> what do you think this is? Yeah, like you, 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 turning so it on there. You think you deserve my labor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. What's uh, this from Joey Politano? Uh, this is, um, business insider, uh, had an article that said remote workers with big city paychecks are moving to smaller towns, driving longtime locals into tent cities and homeless shelters. Um, basically, basically blaming people who are moving into small towns for creating homelessness. Um, and you know, the question Um, you have to ask here is, um, could there be another reason? (laughs) Yeah. Why, why are those people moving? Yeah. What do you think? Do you is think, there any reason for that? Do you think perhaps there's a shortage of housing in this country and that maybe we should, you know, construct more housing? 
Do you think maybe that the essential whole thing of capitalism is that you are fighting over scarce resources? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole deal, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> is scarcity. So, like, maybe let's talk about that. Hmm? Maybe. Hmm. 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 <laughs> like, I mean, it, it. I will say it, it. it is a true thing that is happening. Like, oh, people... Yeah. With it more is money moving into it's, place, it's pushing just, people out. Right. But it is happening. It's, it's just not, that blaming it on people moving in is not, is like a surface level, you know, yeah. interrogation of what's happening. You know? Yeah. I do. I do. I will say, though, as a desert rat, I really do hate the people moving into the desert. Yeah, stop. Stop like, moving. <laughs> stop coming into my desert. Leave, leave me alone. Please. Et cetera. It's just like. Cause it's like people who don't, they, they, they can't do anything like, they like, I don't know. They just don't know how to exist in a they world. They don't know how to do their own everything I think we've established. Well, and everything isn't catered to them. Like they're used to the treat world and this isn't treat world. Like, yeah, that's sorry. like, you know, you know, Ben Dreyfus, the guy who's always uh, getting into it on Twitter, making a fool of yeah. himself. I guess he moved from like New York City to Ketchum, Idaho, and then made a big long thread about like how things aren't as he expected. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I got to drive to the grocery store. It's like, ah, yeah, you Uh, live in Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) I just like these people. uh, Yeah, it's really it's annoying. It it is. And 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 yeah. Well, anyhow, I I don't I don't. There was a good tweet this morning from Drew Toothpaste, uh, noted Columbus resident, said, if you live in a big city and you see billboards advertising for Ohio, don't fall for it. There's no public transit and your 150K job will pay you 45K here. Everyone makes eye contact and wants to talk. We love it. You won't. Ride your little train and stay put. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so true. And I just, you know. I think the thing about the desert is a lot of people move to the desert. And they think of it as like, oh, it's just garbage here. It's it's nothingness. So like, right. I don't have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And they like litter and. Would you say you're do sick things of it? That disrupt the nature. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. It's it it is it's it's pretty annoying to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. Like, uh, you know. We know what else into is it. annoying. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Charlie see. Kirk at a uh, no. turning a toilet paper USA event um, asserted that taller buildings made people more liberal. The higher the building, the more <laughs> liberal the voter. It just is. The closer to the ground you are, the more conservative you are. And he was like decrying. <laughs> he was like decrying new buildings as you know for being tall or whatever. <laughs> so that's fine. Socialism is when building tall. Exactly. <laughs> then we've got um, this take from um, someone who uh, is. Oh, this is great. They're uh, from. Uh, they have the, in their bio the Praxis Society, um, which okay. is uh, Praxis nice. is supposed to be building a new city, um, but Praxis Society um, was clowned on on Twitter the other day for um, doing one of those like trad tweets, but getting it badly wrong. Um, but this guy. Um, he's taken like a, an aerial photo of, um, I think this is New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says millions of humans and souls trapped inside concrete walls, living shoulder to shoulder, void of any genuine connection. 
designed to be disposable? What happened to living off the land God created? God has given us grass to run through, flowers and fruits grown from the ground. Why are we adding pesticides, GMOs, preservatives, and chemically produced sugar? This is how we nourish our bodies and in turn our souls. Skyscraper after skyscraper, lost soul after lost soul with no space to silence the noise created by industrialized egos. We were given the opportunity to create beauty on this land and have turned it into a prison stratified by divisional concrete. Um... Those words don't mean anything. <laughs> a prison stratified by divisional concrete is like, not I a sentence that makes sense. I try to read one of these sense. guys' tweets, and my brain is just like... <laughs> yeah, So, but he anticipated this because he then replied to himself and said, most of you completely missed the message, but that is not surprising. And I would like to say that the message would have to make sense for me to have missed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't miss it. I just thought it was bad. Right. And yeah. I just good. thought it was stupid. I understood the message. I think it's dumb and you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Andrew understood the assignment. Okay. Yeah. Let, let me be very clear. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just like, I see, this is such a hard thing for me because like, I, I'm not a city dweller. Like I, I, no, I, I can yeah. understand. I don't want like, to live bits in a high rise. I don't, I don't personally want to share walls with folks, you know? But, like, I, I don't think you're getting what, like, this guy's not getting what is really going on here. Like, uh, Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it's such, yeah. A, such a miscritique, like, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I, these people. We're turning away from God. We, we're, all of these skyscrapers, these towers of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope he'll, I hope God will confound us and smite us. Yeah. Send us on our merry way. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. That sounds like a good thing. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't, dude, imagine if we couldn't talk to each other anymore. <laughs> May Allah awaken <laughs> the people. Uh, anyway. Now, like that, that sounds to me like a good time now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a good time. But actually, the opposite of that. Was that a good transition? No? (laughs) Tremendous segue. (laughs) Get back to normal. (laughs) Now, Um, let's be honest. (laughs) I've noticed this creep of uh, everything just getting worse. And I think Uh that's what's going to mark our century. Absolutely. It's just like a steady, slow decline in every area. Mm -hmm. And this is like an example. And I don't know why this enrages me so much because like, I'm not a travelman. I'm not really making use no. of hotels quite often. Right. But this story is reporting that hotel housekeepers lost their jobs during the pandemic and they're not coming back because hotels are just being like, oh, yeah, no, we're actually not cleaning your rooms. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to, like, bring their staff back. Like, yeah, because uh, a lot of hotel staff are unionized. Right. So the hotels are choosing to tell their guests, like, sorry, uh, you take care of this yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a self-checkout aisle for the hotel kind of a situation. Yeah, it says uh, they're basically planning, and they've said as much in earnings calls, these hotel chains, that they plan to um, create more labor efficiencies, particularly in the areas of housekeeping, food, and beverage, and other areas. Um, basically they want to get rid of daily room cleaning or indeed like any sort of regular cleaning, unless you specifically, you know, request it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I suspect 
um, that they're going to uh, try to, um, you know, cover this in the veil of, oh, uh, we're doing this because it's more eco-friendly, you know, we don't have to do as much laundry um, and we don't have yeah. to, you know, people running the vacuum or whatever, this and that. We love to greenwash, folks, don't we? Don't yeah. we love a greenwash? Uh, but really, of My course, answer is something called science. Of course, what they're trying to do, um, according to the union, the union represents 300,000 hospitality workers in North America uh, and estimates that the plan to reduce or remove daily cleaning could cost nearly 181,000 jobs. Um, and, and so far, uh, only half of the union's members uh, involved in hotel housekeeping have been called back to work from the pandemic. So. That's Which is cool. wild because people people are mad going on vacation. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but you know unemployment is low, so um, you know I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Very normal. Very good stuff. I just it's sort a of tight like labor market. The only thing that I have hope in here is that this is going to specifically target the type of people who are going to get really pissed off about this. I was going to say, yeah, like the like people columnists. who use hotels the most <laughs> and would be the most persnickety about them being clean are like the folks who are rich and traveling business class and all that. Yeah. So, but then maybe they'll just suck it up and pay for it because they don't care. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't or know. Or it'll be we'll some benefit of their frequent flyer card or whatever. Oh, it's like a tiered system. Probably. Like, yeah. you know, you have a credit score, but now you'll have a cleaning score for every time you go to a hotel or something. Right. Or like only this level of people get to use the bathrooms. The haves and the have nots. But <laughs> the thing you have is daily cleaning or not. So, yeah. I just at this point when I see stuff like this, Andrew, I'm just like so grateful to live in a country with freedom and not a dystopian authoritarian place like China where they do social credit. I'm glad that we don't have to suffer through anything like that here in You're this so right. uh, United States. Yeah, we don't make any sort of arbitrary and capricious decisions about rights here in this country. That would be preposterous. Living in America. We definitely <laughs> yes. don't. We definitely don't rely on nine uh, unelected bureaucrats to make far-reaching decisions <clears throat> that can stand right. for generations. Right. Uh, or these sort outside of, like, of legislation. <laughs> These sort of like extra de democratic uh, bureaucracies who will give every person a score to see, you know, whether they can get loans or, 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 or debt, you know, right. like we don't do that. Mm -hmm. So, and you know why that, that would is. be weird. Uh, segueing into our, our uh, returning segment for sure, man. Uh, this first Oh, wait, one. we got to do, there's supposed to be a segment here. This first one is from the go. National Review. Um, there is a moral obligation to obey the original meaning of the Constitution. I just want to say, no, there isn't actually. There, Make is, me. there is no How such obligation. <laughs> How about that? And uh, in fact, if you look into the original meaning of the Constitution, you will find some things that are surprising and frankly, upsetting. So, um, I you, think you you'll know, also they find slavery. So I think you you also find that the premise of the Constitution is based on them having the right to disregard their current laws. Also, do like, see, do you see how I, this is a, a yeah. trap? Because I feel if, like if, too, if that's not allowed, the Constitution's not allowed. 
I feel like, too, that if you're an originalist and you say, oh, we have to obey the original meaning of the Constitution, then you have to uh, wheel back all of the amendments because those aren't the original part of the Constitution. And that's, you know, they right. modified the original meaning. So I know. wonder if these people would if you said, OK, so if we passed an amendment that said you can murder any Christian and you just no problem. Yeah. Would they be like, well. They went through the process. Listen, yeah. They added the amendment. You know, that's now part of the, that's been <laughs> that's incorporated part the into the original meaning of the constitution. <laughs> like, no, I'm sure they wouldn't agree with that. Obviously they would not. <laughs> so then you'd have to ask them, okay, but, but so why? I mean, and they'll be like, well, that's not, you know, it's an amendment. It's not the same thing. I'm like, okay, so where do you draw the line on the amendments then? Which amendments count and which ones don't? And that would be a very interesting conversation, right. I assume. Yep. It's almost like none of these arguments are good faith and that all these people are uh, pieces of crap. You, yeah, um, you, you may be onto something there. Um, <laughs> I think, I think they're just doing it to, to trigger people so that they get ad revenue. I think that's the, and just because their whole political yeah. thing is triggering the libs. Mm -hmm. so. Right. Good job. Um, next we have, this is from the founder and editor of Compact Magazine. Um, I don't know if we talked about Compact Magazine, but it was, is, it's like the, it's supposed to be the magazine that's like, oh, it's the new magazine for like the left and right alike. Uh, they, that's labeled a radical American journal, but it has ew. like the weirdest uh, morons, you know, as contributors and whatnot. Michael Tracy, Glenn Greenwald, oh, um, okay. Zizek. For some reason, I have to assume that he did not do the homework on this one, but uh, <laughs> he just showed up. He just showed up and he was like, they're, they're talking about like they have an editorial meeting and he's just like annoying questions. Right. Yeah. Um, but so this is an article from Matthew Schmitz and he tweeted about it. he said, we didn't stumble into inflation. It's a deliberate. Blah, 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 excuse me. It's a deliberate policy arrived at to mask the impossibility of keeping 401ks afloat while delivering on the equity agenda. Um, that's right, folks. Doing ESG stuff, um, being woke and whatnot, um, caused inflation. <laughs> what? <laughs> and not um, not any of the other things that you might think of so yeah <laughs> yeah this is totally because 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 blackrock started an environmental fund mm -hmm. yeah that's someone, what did this someone replied <laughs> someone replied and just said compost magazine and i just want to say <laughs> very good i love people who that's that's like the best use of the medium yeah it's beautiful when people do that mm -hmm. oh no this next take uh speaking of things going I, woke Aaron, it's over to uh, you. came out this morning. Breaking news. Um, apparently, uh, <laughs> breaking news. According to the to Fox News, Star Fox Trek news. writers take Starship Enterprise where it's never gone before. Woke politics by David Marcus. That's right. Star Trek. Um, I think you, especially as a Star Trek knower. You know that Star <laughs> yeah. Trek has never been political until just now. Yeah, never. It's never taken yeah. a stance on any 
political or social I, issue. I personally, I do not remember an episode of The Next Generation where they pick up three uh, 20th century or 21st century Americans who had been frozen in stasis. And the one guy wants to know what happened to his money. And they have to explain that money doesn't exist anymore uh, because society's <laughs> moved past it. That, first of all, that episode never happened. I just made that up. Secondly, that's yeah. not politics if it did happen um <laughs> so it's just like tell me you've never <laughs> yeah i guess the, i guess star they trek. never watch star trek in, until this series <laughs> or whatever i don't know bizarre yeah or all their memories of it are from when they were a kid and they weren't really paying attention i yeah, think is they, a lot of it they yeah they watched measure of a man as like a seven-year-old and so they didn't get any of it at all they were just like data is a robot data is a robot and borgs have green lasers yeah this is a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think maybe there's people who are drawn to to Star Trek only for sexism purposes. Yeah, or like, or <laughs> and like, they just this, ignore everything else. It's people, people watch Star Trek for like the sci-fi aspect of it. It's like if you want to geek out about ships and stuff, I have several other franchises you can <laughs> get into. That's never really been what Star Trek has been about. That's why every ship, more or less, has been called the Enterprise. They can't. They don't want to bother to think of another name, except for Voyager and whatnot. So I mean, there's other stuff, but it's not. Yeah, it's just right. not central to the whole thing. It. It's just funny because it's like, um, I will say that there isn't, there could be an interesting critique of New Trek, which mm. is that it has, in a lot of places, substituted radical politics for neoliberal politics, and that is that would be a much more interesting discussion because, well, and also it's fallen victim to the sort of blockbuster Hollywood mentality that everything has these correct. days, but and it suffers from the same problems as. Like Marvel movies where, you know, you sacrifice any sort of coherent message for one bit of um, visibility, you know? Right. So yeah. you, will, you will be able to witness an gay character. Mm-hmm. They won't be doing <laughs> well, anything he's, he's gay. He's down in the lower deck loading the photon torpedoes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... And then, you know, <laughs> in the new Star Trek series, a gay character gets assimilated by the Borg. <laughs> yeah. And, and hashtag and, I mean, slay <laughs> in the in the past. I was literally just talking this morning with somebody about this. And in the past, there was like a lot of holdover socialist, communist, like lefty, radical sci fi writers from like the uh-huh. 40s, 50s and 60s who were still working on Trek. And so a lot of the writer's room dynamic meant that a lot of their stories, you know, made it, made it out there, even though the producers and overarching systems still like a capitalist, you know, liberal kind of a background. But it seems like with the newer Trek, um, just as most things just get a little bit worse, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, 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 it's from the time period in which it was made, you know, enterprise Star Trek enterprise is, very um post 9-11 it's very apparent that which is, which is why it wasn't probably very good no, is my understanding wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> among other reasons but but yeah it's all it's just i remember when the klingons me. flew a bird of prey two birds of prey into the the twin towers <laughs> it has been a long time so uh it's been a long road etc cetera, etc cetera. anyhow 
We should. Uh, do, we need to do a Trek episode. We need to do some Trek episodes. We gotta. We yeah, to, we have but... an idea for Trek related content. Um, you know, if you're interested, make, uh, DM us. Yeah, I make no promises. You know. Yeah, we're not gonna put any work into anything. But yeah, next we have His next tweet. Yeah, this is an opinion piece from the New York Times, which is how you know it's good. Um, <laughs> it's entitled "The Rich Are Not Who We Think They Are, and Happiness Is Not What We Think It Is Either." Um, blah blah blah. A groundbreaking 2019 study by four economists analyzed de-identified data of the complete universe of American taxpayers to determine who dominated the top 0.1% of earners. Um, the study didn't tell <laughs> okay. us about the small number of well-known tech and shopping billionaires, but instead about the more than 140,000 Americans who earn more than $1.58 million per year. The researchers found that the typical rich American is, in their words, the owner of a, quote, regional business, such as an auto dealer or a beverage distributor. This shocked me. Over the past four years in the course of doing research for a this book This shocked about, me because I'm a big dum-dum. <laughs> right. Uh, I hadn't thought of owning an auto dealership as a path to getting rich, semicolon. I didn't even know what a beverage distribution company was. How are you okay. that smooth brain that you've never, you don't know what a Coca-Cola bottler is? <laughs> like, and I should, so I, so you're telling me I should listen to what you think. Yeah, this is okay, the people they're putting in the New York Times opinion page is someone who's flat out saying they they're didn't like, so, know. So, so right off the bat, I don't know how anything in this world works. Let's right just get bat, that out there. I assume that the two leaders appeared Kroger by magic. <laughs> I assume God, that the damn. way that we get Coke is like from an artesian well. <laughs> I'm not going to look into it any further. I don't know. I pay my Cokeman to take care of these things for yeah. me. <laughs> and because of how, frankly, stupid this is, I'm not going to read any more of it because, like, I'm sorry, you've lost all credibility. This is, this is just stupid. Come on, man. So <laughs> it's supposed to be like one it's, of those turns out Freakonomics essays that's like, you know, yeah. things are actually different from how you think. Um, which I suppose is probably true to the author who apparently thought that beverages did not need dis distributors or whatever, or but also like the, apparently the didn't 1%. think that auto dealers would get rich. Like, have you bought a car lately? <laughs> They're not cheap. <laughs> well, just have no, because it's like, part of it is that I capitalist ideology, capitalist ideology gives you no room for understanding how any of this works because you don't understand that it's all about ownership, right? Like, uh -huh. right. That's what it comes down to. Who owns the means of production? Who owns the capital? Who owns the labor or the threat to keep labor happening? Like, that's who has power. And if you own an auto dealership and you live in a world in a country where everything, you know, most transportation is done by automobile, then like, in a it from a Marxist perspective, you know, like it's very obvious who's going to hold the power in that situation. The man who everyone has to go to and beg, please give me a means to stay alive. Like that's why landlords are going to be in that group. That's I mean, it's not it's not rocket science, but they, like these people are just so blinded by their ideology that they can't see this obvious stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, <clears throat> they're talking on Trillbillies this week about. Um, shout out to the. You will see that I am kind. The Trillbillies is a really good show. They're talking about how like how many millionaires there are in America as compared to other places. And that's one of the reasons America is so, so unable to, to even do the most basic social stuff mm -hmm. is because we have our capitalist class 
is so much larger than anywhere else. Everywhere else, it's more of these 1% disinterested bajillionaires who are living in their own world, so whatever. But in America, it's, you know, car dealership owners, restaurant owners, it's yeah, landlords. It's like there's tyrants. This, there's, I mean, it's a, it's a huge group of people. I don't remember the number. There's, there's like 20 million Americans. The kind of people that when you tell them you're quitting, they say, you can't quit because they don't yeah. understand how things work. Yeah. So the, our whole world is built for those people. So like they, they don't understand. And that's funny because it gets back to that whole thing of that guy not understanding anything. Because, yeah, he does live in it. He probably comes from a class where the whole world is built to cater to him. And that he runs into something different. And he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> well, exactly. at least yeah. at least that's probably the worst take. Well, oh no, I see. The next is our friend Noah Smith. No opinion. Um, yeah. So he started off by tweeting <laughs> He's back during the Bush and Obama eras. I felt like I was very much in tune with and part of coastal, urban, educated, liberal American culture. Since the Trump era, I've felt increasingly alienated from that culture. This is not because I've become more conservative. I haven't, which I want to say, you know, citation needed. <laughs> Nor is it because liberals started supporting political positions I disagree with, blah, blah, blah. Then he has a tweet with a picture of the women's march with, the, you know, the women all wearing the pink pussy hats. Yeah. He said, I think this was the first moment I started feeling alienated. These hats. I can't quite <laughs> articulate why, but I felt that they were offensive and stupid. Um, telling on yourself here. It sucks because it's so close to a good take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but he's just not smart enough or or have correct enough to get to it. Like, yeah, yeah the the pussy hats are stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, you believe that because you're a misogynist asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a neolib misogynist asshole. Mm-hmm. Who can't see past this? Right. We're you and me are not the same, Noah. Okay. I hate the pussy hat because it's a dumb hat. <laughs> right. I think what and, happened here is that Noah was Noah was and has been a neoliberal, um, but the culture has been moving away from neoliberalism a bit. Yeah. And so he's, yeah. but he doesn't. I don't know. See that or want to accept that or whatever. So among his peers, it's 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 all bifurcating to to a lot of people are just becoming like basically outright monarchists. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, mm-hmm. his class of people, that's what they're gravitating toward, even if they don't really realize it. So there's like a monarchism branch, a fascism branch mm-hmm. and the neoliberal branch is sort of dwindling. It feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next we have <sighs> uh, something we missed was Elon Musk uh, said he was going to buy Twitter. Um, now he said the deal's on hold, whatever. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah. some tweets from that uh, were great. Here's one from Grant R. Castleberry. Um, That's not real. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a real name. It says, Elon Musk buying Twitter will ensure that Christians have access to a medium to share the gospel uninhibited for many years to come. Like the Roman roads of 2,000 years ago, this is something to praise God for. Um, so... I, I so can wait. I can block you like so easily. <laughs> he's saying he's saying he's saying, oh, no, man, this is incredible. They're going to be coming so into which, your DMs like, uh, oh, have you prayed today? Which ancient Roman is Elon Musk is what I'm trying to figure out now. Oh, now that's a good question. Um, <laughs> hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> Elonicus. Yeah. Um, like who, who, who is he? He's not cool enough. Who, who's the guy? Who's the guy who he's not cool enough to be Nero. Right. You know, or like Constantine or, or yeah. yeah. Julius or he's Augustus not, Caesar. Yeah. He might, he might be Julius. I don't know. And say, so, Hey Grant, Mr. Castleberry. Yeah. Mr. Dingleberry. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please write back. Let me know. Mm-hmm. DM me. Next we have um, what's um, the next one on the other side of the political spectrum. We have a tweet here. You didn't join Twitter because of its management. You oh, joined no. to grow the blue wave, <sighs> the blue wave that ousted a dangerous narcissist in 2020 and saved our democracy. Our job isn't done. Um, <laughs> we decided we were going to change the world and we did. All of the replies are like, exactly. I needed that. Thank you. Yes. True. It, just the worst. <laughs> The username seven veritas four is really sending me. Uh, <laughs> I joined really sending to me. I joined over and out, Twitter. Buddy. I joined Twitter to fight in the meme war. Uh, these people, these people, like they're the version of the world they live in. They think they're like Jedi knights. They really do. Yeah, and post, I know I was sort of won the in election. That, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like I, I've been coming out of the closet lately that I did have a lib moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it, I didn't go fully straight conservative to socialist, but there was a little bit moment where I was like, yeah, I'm part of the, I'm part of the army, the mm. blue army. <laughs> I'm part of the resistance. I'm putting a <laughs> safety resistance. pin. I'm putting a safety pin on my shirt. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I freaking had a safety pin on my Twitter profile. It's like the one of the most cringy things I've ever done. Yeah, and I just have to be honest, and you know, mm-hmm. we all can learn. See, that's the thing. I want to tell these bozos: you can, you can change. You can do better. You can like just to choose today to stop being a dingus. It's, it's not, it's not impossible. It, it can happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next we have another one. In that time period, I did think Connor Friedersdorf was, I liked him. And that's uh-huh. how I know I've changed because now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your eyes have been opened, et cetera. Um, yeah. yeah. So there was another uh, mass shooting yesterday as we record this. I think it was um, mm-hmm. perpetrated by some right wing extremist as usual. Um, and Connor's Frieders, Connor Friedersdorf says, we've gotten out of the habit of reinsuring one another across ideological lines in America. But the aftermath of terrorist attacks are good times to reassure anyone feeling vulnerable that we all stand with you and against anyone who would target you. And uh, uh, another Twitter user said, a few more op-eds on cancel culture should cover it. Because that's, uh, that's Connor's whole piece. <laughs> and Connor replied, that is a confused, uncharitable, and needlessly hostile response. <laughs> is it like to... It isn't... As this tweet uh, uh, points out, they love pretending these events have nothing to do with them. These folks who basically stoke the right wing and all of that. So yeah, it, it's interesting because it's like, um, Connor, why does he have? He's putting so much work into this reply. Like this isn't a sentence that he just that just spewed out. He thought about it. You can tell. Yeah. Like, Confused, okay, uncharitable, and needlessly hostile. Yeah, Basically, like, what you know is that the guy Shiv, who 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 was the the guy who got his number, you know, got his number on that, mm-hmm. like got it in one. Connor is like, oh, he's been seen, you know. So mm-hmm. 
anyway. It's just like so like these people really do think that they're that they're these important that whenever anyone asks everything. me why I haven't done, you know, whatever they need me to do at work, I'd be like, that's a confused, <laughs> or, oh, no. uncharitable, and needlessly hostile response. Do we need to add this to the list? I, the list is getting the pretty list is big. too long. <laughs> like, the list is getting Orwellian to me, but it's, in some ways, uh, I do sort of want to put this It's in preposterous there. to me, the list. <laughs> you know, things of that nature. <laughs> um... Hey, we should also mention the Patreon because now I'm looking at the list. Oh yeah, go ahead. We haven't. Uh, go to the Patreon. Go on Patreon and look up. Uh, I don't know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one last for sure, man. Um, this is uh, Zach Beauchamp who says Biden's collapse with young voters is kind of mysterious. I've heard a lot of theories, but I'm not sure any one of them is all that convincing. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of theories, but I choose not to believe any of them because it would be inconvenient. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's such a colossal failure that there are like myriad reasons. So like 90 percent of the takes are correct. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because right. he's made that many boo boos mm-hmm. and yet he can't believe any of it. You know, that's right. just like ideology. <laughs> it's just like, man. The ideology at work. Speaking of ideology, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, 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 I have, I've been collecting something, Andrew. And I don't know that. if you've looked at these yet. I did look at this a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and I've realized that my part of California is becoming somehow more unhinged. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can tell... And I didn't think that the road to Mad Max would go this way, but it sort of is. And people are adorning their vehicles with so many signifiers now. Hmm. Now, look, I'm not one to speak. I've got a anti-fascist, like three arrows, a Star Trek insignia. You, you have a thin and blue a, line. And an LAFC flag. thing on my, but they're, they're all white. They're tasteful. They're mm-hmm. simple decals. You know, but okay, but that's like normal things to be into. But I've put some pictures in the show notes, and if you can look up the show notes, yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to see these. Um, and let's let's go over the first. Can you describe this first car, Andrew? Uh, this is a this is like a an avocado green colored Fiat 500, yeah, um, with a California honoring veterans (laughs) license plate, uh, and the (laughs) license number is Luigi. L U E E G I, all caps, Luigi. Uh, but I think the thing that you will immediately notice in this picture is the rear window has like a golden retriever, and then the rear windshield has like a, a, a dog leg with a paw on it, such that if you turn the wiper on, it will appear that the dog is wa- waving to you. Um, which, you know, I guess it's fine. Um, I have a few comments. Number one, uh, I'm concerned about that sticker just blocking all of your visibility. Yeah, um, it's like taking up like a quarter or like a third of the window because yeah. it's a Fiat well, 500. Number two, there appears to be a full-size adult in the rear seat of this Fiat 500, and that is not a place for a full-size adult to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Like, Yeah. I, I, I drove by these people a couple of times. And in this time, there was not anybody in the front seat, but there was huh. somebody in the back seat. 
which That's I'm like, bizarre. is this an Uber? Yeah, <laughs> is this some I, sort of maybe. Italian yeah. Uber? And they Strange. know, like, you know how they used to put the uh, the mustache on the lift cars? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this like an Italian version where they put a dog you put, on there? You put a waving That's, dog. That's yeah. how you know? Hi, Udapere. Oh, no, we got to get hey, to the next here. one, though. Okay, now the next one is quite interesting. This is a, and this is a very much California. This is something <laughs> you're going to see in California. Mm-hmm. This is like neolib car and it is a it's a, a a bolt i think yeah it's a blue chevy bolt and it's got um several interesting decals let's start with the window where the insignia the chevy insignia is to the left is a little battery decal um full batteries mm-hmm. okay to the right is a thin blue line flag <laughs> all right <laughs> And then there's another decal next to the license plate that's like on the body, like the bumper or the, yeah, the trunk. It's on the trunk that says it's electric. <laughs> it says it's electric with lightning bolts. So the two things this person's really into. Electric cars and supporting, <laughs> supporting cars the police. And fascism. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm yes. I support. I back the blue, but I'm not one of those kinds, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Now, this other one, I needed to run by you. I don't even know if this is weird, but it's a Subaru with like hella emblems. And yeah, I don't know what these are, but it looks like it's some kind of system. Yeah, I don't know what's going says, on here. It says first, and then it has like a heart icon, a paw icon, a recycling symbol, and then like a gardening trowel. I don't know yeah. what... I don't know what that is. is okay, maybe this I is was, a Subaru thing, like a Subaru owner thing. I don't <laughs> like, know. Like, is, is it like Pokemon or something? Like you can level up yeah, your this, Subarus? this or? car to find my first love and my first uh, dog, dog and my first load of recycling? I don't know. <laughs> and then I buried all of it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never find it. He... Okay. Um, next, we next have an inside one. view of your car. Your check engine lights on. That's, it's it is, and it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel really bad. Um, you should have known. Wait, why? Wait, why did I get this picture? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't see anything unusual in this picture. That's just a uh, yellow maybe, Mini Cooper. Why did I put this in here? It's a yellow. It's a gross color. Yeah. It's like a almost chartreuse. Uh, next, <clears throat> this is a fun one. This is this is a Ford Explorer. Um, yeah, it has a license plate surround that's "Don't Tread on Me" with the snake. No step on snake. Yeah, yeah um, no step on snake. And then it has uh, window decals. One's a white rabbit with a Q on it, <laughs> and then the other one is hashtag uh, #WWG1WGA. Uh, the yeah, the, the Q hashtag. This person um, is is not a good driver because they're so busy watching the water. That's correct. Yeah. I do want to note as well. There's a like a, a sign for the the strip mall here, and the uh, the oh, traffic yeah, light is Street Plaza. The traffic light is perfectly covering it up so that it says uh, instead of massage, it says assage. And I just want to say <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and there's the fish market there that I don't think is actually a fish it's market. The fish I think market it's a, is what it's. I think it's a front or something. I don't. I don't. Never that would seen make anybody. sense. It's kind of odd to have a fish market in the high desert. I would think. I don't know where you're getting there's the not, fish. There's not a lot of fish in the dirt yeah. here. Next we have. Um, this is a good one. <laughs> this is this a good is, one because it's sort of what we were talking about with people moving 
to other places. Right. I've seen a lot of out of state, weirdly, plates, but it's all a certain genre of people. Like it's not, it's conservative type people moving mm-hmm. here. It seems like I don't get it, but yeah. Um, so this is a Ford F-150 that's clearly been lifted and has had chunky tires put on it. It also has sport sides for the bed, which is a remarkable look. Um, yeah, it's really bad. I note here that they have just a propane tank, like untethered, <laughs> like apparently rusty... on top of a bunch of stuff in the back of the yeah. car. They're, they're, they're um, tailgate, like they're, 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 it was like just full of, uh, garbage like metal yeah. garbage i think they were going to the around the corner from here is a recycling place so oh, okay yeah i think that's what they were doing um, they have an ohio license plate. they have an ohio license plate from hancock county which is uh uh one of the r- rural counties so yeah this is this is probably someone could you imagine how much it costs to drive this thing a lot of money ohio yeah. a lot cheaper in ohio California. than in california though that's for sure I just don't whenever I see people with these trucks I'm like where's the money coming with the lift kit this thing probably gets like 12 mpg would be my guess (laughs) yeah this next one uh, the picture it's not super clear what's going on here Um, this is a Kia Um, yeah they've got mm -hmm. um, what is this one on the right this is like a American flag with a cowboy hat on the right it's a skull wearing a cowboy hat Okay. And it's got an American flag bandana over its lower half of its face. Okay. Which I'm that not quite be, sure what that's th- That's got to be some sort of right-wing militia type thing, one assumes. Yeah. Which is remarkable because this is a Kia Optima hybrid. <laughs> and on the left, it's a Lilo in yeah. a diaper. It says, and it says, Papa's Little Monster on board. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Um, it's so weird. And then in the middle it says, "What is that? Something I don't life?" Know. I I feel like it said Travis Scott life or yeah. traffic life. Traffic I don't know. Life, it was very. It's it's, it it's a very... play on the like thug life thing. I think. Right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, this is just a I, this person. <laughs> I I want to meet this person, but I don't want to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, oh, so that's another. Is, this next one's real good. There's a lot. It's here. got a lot. This is a this red is like Dodge a Journey. Four star general level of fruit salad going this on. This is this is a red Dodge Journey, which is already a terrible, terrible car. Um, let's yeah. start. Okay, let's start from the bottom right, and we'll go <laughs> yeah, clockwise. There's so much to go over here. Bottom right, we've got a badge that says "Country Girl." Uh, then we've got two stars up to the right of the license plate the license plate has a u.s army woman veteran frame yeah um a star to the left of the license plate then starting on the like uh seven o'clock position of the windshield we've got look pretty play dirty um we've got a sticker i can't read um but it appears it has some sort of stars and something another sticker i can't read um Right in the middle, sorry, cowboy, I was staring at your truck. Um, and these are pink, like the these decals are, pink. These are, are like pink. pink. Most of these are pink decals. Um, then to the right, we've got another sticker that's like worn away. Um, one that says biker, babe, but has a chain, which makes me think. <laughs> like a bicycle chain? Like a bicycle chain? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we've got um, ride in paradise, Chris something or other, like date of birth and death. Um, 
<laughs> which is fun. That's just oh, morbid as all get out. God, this next one has a powerful energy. <laughs> this is a Honda now, I be, pilot. I want to be careful because I see this person quite often. Okay. Um, this is a, and I've been like, oh, I gotta get a picture of this. People won't believe me. What I finally the, did it one day. What is the meaning of this license plate? Because it's not a normal California license plate. It's black on yellow. Yeah, black on yellow is a custom license plate okay. that is okay. I a throwback sure. to the seventies license plate. Because in Ohio, we have a special plate that we give to people to like drunk drivers. So I wasn't sure if that was the case here. Oh, wait, to like tell people this person was a drunk driver? Yeah, they get a special <laughs> red and yellow license plate. Do I stay away from this jackass? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, this person's uh, license uh, number is PWPWMOM or Pew Pew Mom, I believe. Yeah, I think is what it's supposed to be. Pew Pew Mom. And then left to right on the on the window, we have um, a like fake traffic sign. Kids up in this bitch decal. Um, mm. We have um, the Starbucks logo, but uh, brandishing dual wielding pistols. It says guns and coffee. Um, mm-hmm. and then we have like the, you know, the little, like the kid decals where you have like the parents like it's got and the, the whole the family in yeah. a line going, but instead, the it, instead it has, um, like an M16 and M4, um, some like two little submachine guns and two pistols. So I guess they have four children. <laughs> um, who is, you know, like, you know, that thing where you go and ask like a gay couple, like who's the, who's the husband, who's the wife. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, who's the M16. <laughs> go, go ask conservative couples. Who's the AR? Who's the M16? Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, if you want to own guns, like I'm not that worried about it, but please don't make it your whole personality. Like, please have other interests in life. Than just I'm being not like a gun other moms. Person. I'm a gun mom. Okay. Yeah. This is. I'm not, I'm like not other concerned moms. about people who own guns. I'm concerned about gun people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is yeah. absolutely the because I grew up around guns. I grew up in a conservative area. I got like I I don't I have like a nuanced take on them, but like I I like. Well, you need them the for your thirty is to the fifty problem. feral hogs. The, gu- the guns aren't the problem necessarily. The problem is these people. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like these <laughs> these people are playing playing with something that they a power that they do not understand. Yeah, uh, and they're going to shoot their dicks off and or kill their children inadvertently. And uh, on that note, or, <laughs> yeah, on that note, uh, aren't you glad we came back? It's time to wrap up. No, that, oh. that is the end of the program. We have no other items. We have nothing else. That's it. That's what happens when we oh. get to that. We just we spent the last part of the show talking about pictures, which is always good for an audio medium. Yeah. Um I'm just thinking about what you said. Call you it always mid. like the idea of juicing. That was a wait, that was a good joke, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Audio mid? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> An audio medium, audio, I don't know. Audio I'll, mid. Uh, well, I'm just remembering when you said you always liked the idea of juicing. <laughs> I did like the idea yeah. of juicing. I've always and liked it. And then you it. went soup mode. I guess that's our <laughs> that's our exhortation to you this week is to go soup mode. Even if it's warm where mode. you are. Go soup mode. Go, go soup mode while you can. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're not always going to be able to. And you're going to look back and. When you're on your deathbed, you're gonna look back and wish you're not going to be like, oh, did I do often. a lot of business? Was I at a bunch of meetings? Yeah. Like, no, I wish I, I had more time in soup mode. Mm-hmm. 
I wish I'd <laughs> eaten more graham cracker flavor Kit Kats. <laughs> They're pretty good. Little Yachty hot cheese fries. I wish I had applied more slurp juices to my board apes. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.